Hi everyone and welcome back to Relationships Rock. It feels so good to be able to say that. I want to welcome all of you back to Relationships Rock Season 2. I was thinking of how to start Season 2. I've actually gotten a lot of questions of what Season 2 would look like and the most common is will you still be focusing on Shidduchim or will you include topics in marriage, engagement and so forth. And the truth is, and I, I may be biased, but I think that most episodes, there's really so many gems and rocks to gain, regardless of what stage in life you're in. And as I was thinking of what topic I wanted to start season two with, I realized how oftentimes when we want to start something new, when we're beginning a new chapter in our lives, we're not really able to because we haven't fully closed the previous chapter. You know, a lot of times we can't see an open door in front of us if we haven't fully shut the ones behind us. So today we're going to talk about forgiving and forgetting. Do you need to forget in order to forgive and how to forgive others? And sometimes, and most importantly, how to forgive ourselves. I think this is also very apropos to the times. We have just had the high holidays, which are all about starting anew and letting go and forgiving those that have hurt us, which is a really hard thing to do. And if anyone here who's listening is human, and if you are human, then you have been in many relationships, all sorts of relationships, the chances are that you have been hurt by someone or you have hurt someone. And forgiving and forgetting is part and parcel to being human. It's impossible to be human and to be in relationships and to have never gotten hurt. Sometimes the hurt is intentional. Sometimes it's unintentional. Sometimes in the process, we learn a lot about ourselves. We realize what maybe we expected too much or too little. We learn to make boundaries and we also learn how to better give and receive. And as I mentioned, you know, it really is the hardest person to forgive is oftentimes ourselves. I want to begin with asking the question, do you need to forget in order to forgive? And I'll tell you where this question even came from. When I was in high school, my high school would often have speakers come. And I think, I don't remember if I was in 10th grade or 11th grade, but we had a speaker come. It was a young lady. I think she was in her 20s. And she was sharing her experience of having overcome bullying. She had been bullied as a kid. She had gone to an old girl's school and Uh, Girls can be a little catty. And she unfortunately dealt with all the bullying in a very unhealthy way. And she shared her experience. And I remember at the end of her speech or at the end of of her sharing this um, experience and what she learned and so forth, it was opened up for questions. And there were a lot of interesting questions that were asked. I actually remember two of them, one which I will not share. And the other one, a girl asked her, did you forgive them? Like, are you... Now, looking back, you know, 10 plus years later, have you forgiven these girls who, who really hurt you? And I remember the speaker, I literally remember her face. Um, she just paused and thought about it. And she was quiet for a few minutes. And then she said, I forgive them, but I do not forget what they did. And at the time, me being 16, listening to this, my first thought was, oh, so you haven't forgiven them because... To me, it was almost like if you're choosing not to forget this, then you're holding on to what they did. Now that I'm older, I do think of it a little bit differently. You know, we are meant to remember in order to learn from things, to know what not to do again. 
you know, I know we've all had experiences that the most painful ones that you kind of wish you would forget, but they also taught you so much. You know, a lot of times it's through pain that we really learn most about ourselves. We learn boundaries. We learn what not to accept. We learn what we're worthy of. So it is important to remember what you learned from experience. The danger is when you're stuck in that replaying stage, you know what I'm talking about? When you're just replaying it over and over and over again in your head and you're not forgetting it because you're not allowing yourself to forget it. It's almost like you want to remember it. You want to relive it. And that can cause a lot of pain. And I know it's hard. I know know when I speak to people about like, just let it go. They're like, but I can't, (laughs) you know, it's hard to stop. And it's normal in the beginning, you know, like in the, in this stage of grief of overcoming something really painful and challenging to be replaying it in your head. It's almost like we don't want to allow ourselves to forget it. And you have to ask yourself, why? Why don't you want to forget it? What is it about that experience that you're so worried that you might forget? Is it that you don't want to forget what you learned? Is it because you want to see them be punished? Is it because you don't want to forget the details? And sometimes knowing the reason why you don't want to forget it can also help you figure out how to deal with it. You know, sometimes when we have something stuck in our head, when you get it out on a piece of paper, you actually release your brain from this responsibility of, I have to memorize it so that I will never forget what happened. Remembering is important and it's healthy. And forgetting is important and it's healthy. The question is, are we remembering in order to experience pain? Are we not forgetting and not and hurting ourselves in the process? Or are we saying, let me remember what I need to learn from this experience, which, which, we've, which is why we go through all these things so we don't repeat it again. So we, we learn, so we analyze the patterns in our life. Why am I drawn to this? Why did I allow this to happen? And then kind of let go, make it less strong, everything else. You know, there's an actual biological difference of how men and women forget and remember things. And if you are are married or you are in a relationship with somebody of the opposite gender, this may ring true to you. And if you have, if you are not in one yet, you will be soon, then um, here's something to kind of keep in mind. I remember my Kala teacher, Mrs. Aushra Elkin, told me this like mashal. She said, if you think about it, men come from the earth, from, from dirt, and women come from a rib. So if you step on dirt, right, it kind of, you know, it it makes an imprint, um, but it goes away, you know, wind blows, it kind of, uh, it it doesn't keep it so long. If you step on it again, it will create a new dent. It doesn't really get so stuck. Whereas if you break a rib, um, the rib is going to take a long time to heal. (laughs) It's going to hurt. You have to bandage it. And if you even touch it again in the future, it's really, really sensitive, right? And she said how this is how men and women forget and remember. And she said it to kind of keep it in mind when you as a woman might experience something and be like, oh my God, that was so painful. And you remember it like date, time and place, what you were wearing, what he was wearing, the face, where he looked up and down, like all the details. And literally a guy might say to you like, I literally don't remember, like it's in the past. We dealt with it like it's done moving forward. And I feel like there's something from each one to learn from. There is a beauty and a bracha to be able to just say, we dealt with it, we learned from it, we moved past it. There's no need to remember. And there's also an importance of saying, wow, that took time to heal. 
I don't want to go through that again. I'm going to be very careful now, but not allowing the pain and that memory to stop you from living, to stop you from moving forward. And this is where I want to make that distinction of, do you need to forget in order to forgive? I think that there's something we're meant to remember, and that's what we learned. But to remember it, to say, I'm not going to forget what they did to me, to hold on to it so tight. And if you ask yourself why you're doing that, a lot of times it's because we feel like if I forgive them, if I forget what they did to me, then I'm kind of just saying, okay, they don't have to be punished. Like Hashem, they're forgiven. We're all good. They get no punishment. And instead, you know, I'm going to share with you something that actually my father shared with me. He said how sometimes releasing forgiveness just means putting it on Hashem. Just saying, okay, Hashem, like I don't have the ability to forgive them. I don't have the ability to judge, to, to make justice. Like this is not my role. I'm passing it on to you. I trust your judgment. Whatever your decree is, I should accept with love. And you are forgiving them in the sense of letting it go, taking it from out of you and putting it on quote unquote Hashem's shoulders and letting him be the judge. It doesn't mean that you're saying they should get no punishment. Every action we do in this world has a consequence. I actually don't, don't like using the word punishment. I feel like it's very harsh. Everything we do in this world has a consequence. Even when we do teshuva, and, and you know, the, the greatest example of teshuva was uh, David Melech, uh, King David. And even when he did teshuva with Bathsheba, with the whole thing that happened, he actually still had consequences. He, there were still things that needed to happen just because, even though he's the model of teshuva. So there are consequences to everything we do in this world. Some of them are physical, emotional, psychological, spiritual. Some of them we don't even see. But the ultimate judge and the ultimate one who can make that equation that makes sense in the big picture is a Kadosh Baruch Hu. So sometimes forgiving is just saying, it's not on me anymore. I don't have to carry the burden of having to determine or to, you know, mete out punishment for this person. There's an amazing quote by Jay Shetty, who I always quote on my uh, WhatsApp status, who says, forgiveness is more about making some space for more love in your life than it is about forgetting what happened. Sometimes we think that, you know, we hold on to this. And at the end, and of course it's hurting us, but we know that we've all heard, like, you know, you hold a grudge, is like holding like a burning pot. We, we know that. But we don't realize how by keeping this space, we actually don't have space for other good things in our lives. Like I mentioned in the beginning, the, you know, you don't see the open door because you're still looking behind you. Right? or you haven't really fully shut that door behind you. Maybe there's a little breeze coming in, not letting you enjoy what's in front of you, be able to move forward to take that step. So it's not so much about them. It's about you. I don't know if you guys remember the story of Elizabeth Smart or you know who she is. Um, it happened many years ago. She was a young girl um, who was kidnapped from her home very, very sad story. You can go ahead and, and Google her. You can pause me and Google her now or afterwards. And the morning after she returned home from what she describes as nine months in hell, Elizabeth Smart's mother gave her the best piece of advice that she's ever received. And this is what she said. She said, Elizabeth, what these people have done to you is terrible. And there aren't words strong enough to describe how wicked and evil they are. They have stolen nine months of your life that you will never get back. 
But the best punishment you could ever give to them is to be happy, is to live your life, is to move forward and do all the things that you want to do because by feeling sorry for yourself and holding on to the past and reliving it over and over again, that's only allowing them to steal more of your life away from you and they do not deserve that. They do not deserve another single second more of your life. I listened to this many years ago. She gave a TED talk and she shared this that her mother shared with her. And it really was so impactful. Don't give them another second of your life. When people hurt you, or even if it's not somebody that hurt you, but just a situation, five months of your life, two years of your life, they took so much from you. And I feel like that's the hardest thing is like they they stole from you. They, they stole time. They stole happiness, right? They inflicted pain. They don't deserve another single second of your life. And by the way, it doesn't have to be even something traumatic. It's also when you go through a really hard breakup and the more you dwell on it and not let it go, the longer you're making it. So instead of being a two-month toxic relationship that ended badly, it now turns into nine months or 10 months or 11 months or a year. So I really want to, wanna, again, reiterate this. Don't give anyone who hurt you another single second more of your life. You know, ultimately, forgiving is not for others. It's for you. It's not for you to, you know, give this person who hurt you any more time, any more from you. What they did was enough. Now, let them go. So how do we do this? How do we really forgive and forget? I think the first step is coming to the realization that you are not going to give them any more time than they already took or that you allowed them to take. You will not give them permission to hurt you any more than they already did because by holding onto it so tight, you're just letting them hurt you over and over and over again. I think that's the first step. And I'll tell you from my own personal experience, when these memories creep in and you're just like, you know, filled with pain, reliving everything. I just say it was hard enough. I'm not giving them one more second of my life. And it's just like a a good chant, quote unquote, or a motto. and just helps kind of let the, the memory, you know, come. Sometimes when you push a memory away, it makes it actually stronger, but it's kind of like a wave, you know, you kind of let the wave come and you say, okay. And then you go to the second step, which is being thankful in a way for what they taught you about life. Not saying I'm thankful for the pain, not saying to Hashem, like, oh, thank you for sending this person to my life. Like it was so hurtful, like, yay. More like, wow, this person came into my life for a reason. If something happens to you, you know, I once heard this, you don't have control over what happens to you. You have control over how you respond to something. You have, you have control over how you respond to what happens to you. Right now, you have control of how you respond to it. What did you learn from it? You can't forget it. So take a sheet of paper, take a pen and say, what did I learn from this person? What did they teach me about life? What did they teach me about pain? What did I learn about myself? What things will I do differently in the future? And something I tell my clients is make a promise to yourself. Promise yourself that you will never be in that situation again. You will never allow somebody to do that to you again. Think about how you would respond differently 
if you were in that situation. You meant to live it for a reason. What was that reason? Sometimes writing it down and and kind of recording it can help you, like, like I said, give your brain like a, like a mental break of feeling this responsibility of, I cannot forget this. And then it helps you let it go. And the third thing is, and I think the most important, is really saying Hashem will take care of it. It's taking the burden off of you and giving it to the ultimate judge and asking him to help you with the forgetting, with the replaying, and to send you what was really meant for you. So that's all for forgiving others. But how do we forgive ourselves, which is sometimes the hardest person to forgive? We are sometimes our uh, hardest critics. And sometimes the memories that keep replaying in our heads that are super painful are not about other people, but are things that we did, mistakes that we did, whether in relationships with others or in a relationship with ourselves. And something powerful that I once heard that really stuck was forgive yourself for not knowing then what you know now. You know, it's easy when you look back to say, wow, like that was such a a stupid mistake. What was I doing? I'm so embarrassed. And, you know, unfortunately, sometimes it's through those experiences that we learn who we are and we learn ourselves. And now you know things that you just didn't know then. Maybe you were very young. Maybe you never experienced that. Maybe you were searching for love and didn't realize that what that was wasn't love. Right? There's so many scenarios. But I think ultimately, forgiving ourselves is, is accepting that that was part of our journey. It's really hard to do because there are mistakes that sometimes we feel we can't take back. Some mistakes or painful things that we have done to ourselves have consequences for the rest of our lives. And it's really hard to live with that. But when you think about how your life was tailor-made for you by HaKadosh Baruch Hu, for your tikkun, for your own personal rectification in this world, then you say, okay, it's not about me forgiving myself. It's about me realizing that this was necessary for my journey. If I could go back, I would do it differently. But I can't go back. Because even if I did go back in time, without the knowledge that I have today, I would have probably made the same mistake. And, you know, we don't always have the the luxury to be able to look back and realize why something happened in our lives or what we gained from. But everywhere you go in life, you have the opportunity to be there for somebody else. And it is often our most painful experiences that allow us to really connect to people and to understand them, and to hold their hand and create a space for them to heal and to process. I know that this was a little bit of a heavy topic, but I don't want it to end on a negative note. On the contrary, we are going to be opening new doors, new topics. We're beginning a new era, a new year. The best new year begins with the best new you. And the best that you can do is take out all of this mental garbage. There's no space for it. Make space for love, make space for healing, for acceptance. And I look forward to continuing season two. We're going to have a lot of really interesting, fun, 
thought-provoking topics with guests. And I look forward to speaking with you soon.